Welcome to the I Am Woman Project. I am your host, Catherine Plano. I am a creative soul adventurer, a modern day alchemist, and on a mission to empower the conscious people of this world, those who seek to learn, grow, understand, and become the very best version of themselves that they can be. Every week, we have thought leaders, change instigators, and inspirational human beings from around the globe that offer you profound teachings and recent discoveries from the world of neuroscience, positive, cognitive, and spiritual psychology to help you build wealth, health, love, and achieve lasting transformation. So join us here every week for new lessons on how to lead a life that matters, how to escalate your life after failure, and how to inject more meaning connection and resilience into your life and your business. This week, as always, we have a super, super amazing guest for you. We have the lovely Rebecca Rosen, internationally acclaimed best-selling author, spiritual medium and speaker. Rebecca has made it her mission to open the line of communication between the spirit world and our day-to-day world. Rebecca's spiritual journey began in 1997 as a college student struggling with depression and a debilitating sleep eating disorder. Following months of therapy and medication, Rebecca finally, out of desperation, began to pray. On one particular unremarkable day while sitting in a bookstore, she felt compelled to write in her journal. That's when her deceased grandmother, Babe, answered her prayers. Rebecca was flooded with words that she transcribed, not even realizing what she was writing. The handwriting was Rebecca's, but the words were her grandmother's. Rebecca's journey as a medium started with her personal readings for family and friends, which were uncannily accurate. These experiences were shared with friends and then friends and friends and so on. Now, over 20 years later, Rebecca's passion lies in transforming people's lives by helping them connect to their deceased loved ones, angels, spirits, and guides. Her incredibly accurate and detailed readings have amazed and empowered clients and led Rebecca to national media appearances on the Dr. Oz show, news specials, Fox and Friends, Dr. Feel, Entertainment Tonight, and lots more. It's now time to tune into this one very inspirational human being. Enjoy. Well, today we have another special guest for you. We have Rebecca Rosen. Welcome to I Am Woman Project. Thank you. It's so wonderful to be speaking with you. Oh, it's Absolutely pleasure to have you on the show. And Rebecca, the way that we love to start the show is to always ask our woman of inspiration to share her unique story. So Rebecca, what inspired you to do what you do today? I'd be happy to share. And, you know, it's interesting the way you phrase that because I didn't choose it. It chose me. So I work as a spiritual medium and this started back when I was in college and I was about 19 years old. And so I've been doing this work for over two decades now. And in the beginning, how this came to my awareness is that I was struggling. I was going through a really hard time, a depression. Uh, My parents' marriage, they were falling apart. My father had attempted suicide. Um, 
and I was away, far away. I went to the University of Florida, um, and I'm from the Midwest. And so I was far away from home. And so my depression turned into a eating disorder where I would sleep eat. And so every night I would sleepwalk into the kitchen and start carb loading until moments later I'd wake up and it was a complete nightmare. And this went on for about six months. So I just started praying. And honestly, I didn't know what I was praying to, but I was praying for help. And one day, a few weeks later, my prayers were answered. I was sitting in a bookstore and I was journaling. Journaling has always been a source of comfort for me. And an energy started taking over my writing so I could hear the words in my head faster than I could write it down into the pages. But for an hour, this energy was my deceased grandmother. It was my father's mother who took her life to suicide um, back when I was only 10 years old. And she said, I'm here in response to your prayers for help. I don't want you to go down the same dark road that I went down. Your guardian angel is here. I know you think you're going crazy right now. So I want, I'm going to give you some information. I want you to go share this with your father to validate in your mind. This is not you making this up. This is real. Well, sure enough, that's exactly what happened because I left that bookstore shaking. I called my dad and the three things she told me about only he knew and he confirmed it. And so that was the beginning. She came to me to help me the next 18 months. We did this whole mind, body, spirit program to heal myself of the depression from the inside out, finding self-love. And then at the end of that, she had predicted certain things down to my first husband, his name, his birthday. And this is back in 1999. So it's not like you could Google anything on anyone. So anyways, once it happened, I was healed and I, you know, I'd gotten my degree in advertising. I was graduating and I thought that was my purpose. But sure enough, the universe had a bigger plan. And that plan was as my grandmother, my angel said, go share this gift. Use your gift of mediumship to help other people find that same healing and comfort that you found. And so that's where I surrendered. And I just gave it to God. I gave it to my guides. And I said, if you want me to do this, I surrender. I will do it. But you bring it to me. And from there, I started doing readings out of a coffee shop. And it was just word of mouth. And then I got on the cover of a magazine a few months later. And from there, it, was, it just kind of took off. Wow, I've got goosebumps. So, Rebecca, for our listeners, what are they? Let's say they uh, connect with you. What are they to expect when you're? You say you are a spiritual medium. What does that mean exactly? So, what we all have intuition, and we all can develop it to certain degrees. It's like a muscle, and the stronger you, or the more you work it, the stronger it becomes. But some of us are extra sensitive and intuitive and we have that ability to tune into other people and to do um, readings and so what i can do is i can connect with the higher vibrational frequencies of non-physical energy which we can call spirits and angels and departed loved ones and animals um, and they communicate through me so they impress my mind and body with thoughts and feelings i'm a mental medium and I've had to learn this. It's like a spiritual language. Um, I've created my own language with them over all these years, and I'm still learning the language. But they relay important messages um, that can help, first of all, bring validation. I'm very big on that. I want people to know 
you are not, we are, this is not general. This is very specific so that we build your faith and trust so that you walk away knowing your loved ones, your guides, your angels are with you. They're available to help you when you're not in front of someone else, like a medium. Um, and you can establish that connection on your own. And then the other important thing is they are there to guide us through our life. We are not meant to do this messy life by ourselves. So we can call on our team and spirit. It's made up of, again, all these departed loved ones, angels and guides, if we choose to. And I love to empower people to show them how they can do that. So when you talk about validation, I guess that's that's more so giving them some sort of uh, piece of information that is evidence that you are, yes, I am communicating or we are communicating uh, with your father or mother or grandmother, whatever that may be. Is that what you mean by validation? Exactly. Things that nobody would know. For example, I did a group reading the other day. Um, I had eight people on these Zoom groups and this woman's angels came through and angels are sometimes harder to validate because I can say dead people's names and birth dates and the sweatshirt that you're wearing right now that was your father's and, you know, things like that. But when it comes to angels, it's a little more universal. And so I said to her, I, I gave her this reading and I said, they want me to say seashell. And she just lost it. She goes, oh my gosh, that's insane. I had this huge breakthrough last week. I went to the beach. I've always been afraid of swimming. And I think it's a past life issue with drowning. But I overcame my fear. I found courage. And when I walked, I got into the water. And when I walked out, I said to my angels, thank you. And give me something to remember this day by. And she looked down and there was this seashell on in the sand. It looked like angel wings. So she was holding the seashell during that call, right? And I couldn't see it. And that was all she needed to know. So when you get undeniable evidence, it truly builds your authentic faith because she feels, and now she knows, she talks to her angels and she has this dialogue. And, and I really want to empower people to really feel that truth as well. I love it. So how does one connect with their team? You know, there's all sorts of different ways. We're not a one size fits all. Everyone, you know, has different techniques and tools and practices, but you really have to, it comes down to quieting your mind. Okay. And I know the word meditation is very overused, but it really is as simple as that. It's getting out of your mind and into your heart so that you can get present. And when you're present, that's that stillness. That's where you can start feeling and hearing and sensing the spirit energy around you. And so it doesn't need to be a formal meditation. Some people like to go walking meditation or yoga. Um, other people like to get in their car and go driving. You know, it kind of puts you into a zone, into an altered state. So you really just have to figure out what works for you and then commit a practice to that. And just say for five minutes a day, every day, I'm going to do this. And then your team is there. They know and they'll adopt whatever it is that you choose to do. I am. Um... I'm curious and I'm going to ask this question because I know that with myself when I, I do a lot of journaling and I have my own morning practice and I find that sometimes I, uh, and it is all about interpretation, when I actually, uh, let's say, do a reading for somebody else, it's it's easy, it flows through, but when I do it for myself, I find that I get in my own way and I, I get in the way of the interpretation of the message I am meant to be receiving. 
Right. How do, how do, you, how do we get out of our own way? Because I know you talk <clears throat> about dropping into your heart and I know that, but then I go, I drop into my heart and then I find I'm going back into my head to analyse the information I'm receiving and where does it fit in my life and what is, it ex- what is spirit trying to tell me? Right. Oh, trust me. I struggled. I still struggle with this on occasion, but in the beginning, the first several years, you know, because our mind is there and it can be used to help us, but it also can get in the way and we go into doubt. And so for me, so something that really works, I have an energy healer who taught me this practice on how to really just get into that place of faith and trust. And anytime I go into doubt, I just start reciting the mantra, the divinity within me. So I say the divinity within me over and over and over, whether it's silently or out loud, I usually start talking and then I turn it into a whisper and then I just mentally do it. But what it does is it shifts your frequency from you know lower vibrational like doubt and anxiety and fear into complete alignment with that divine knowing, okay? And so that does seem to help. But the biggest thing really is get out of your head, get into your heart. And for me, truly, if I put my hand over my heart, the minute I start overthinking, overanalyzing, I just put my hand over my heart and I start breathing into my heart, okay? And that really does pull the energy back into this now moment. And the last thing I would say to this is, your feelings are your guidance, right? And your feelings stem from your heart, not your head. So feelings don't lie. Our minds make up stories. They exaggerate, they overanalyze, but our feelings are truth and you can't deny how you feel. And so I always say, start to really put more weight on how you feel because that's how you'll start to get clear guidance. I love that you said this inner knowing because I think that I can connect with that when I ask questions. So sometimes I'll go into meditation with a question or even write down a question while journaling. And it's just this inner knowing. It's it's, whether it's almost like a gut instinct, it's it's like uh, this is it. Or sometimes I might even get tingles in my body. Uh, and know that okay this is the right in the right move right way to to move forward or I I'm I'm going about the right way whatever that may be so I do get these sensations um, but mm-hmm. doubt is one of those things that that comes up on a regular basis uh, for me as well so for yeah. our listeners how could they start sort of like a daily practice what would you recommend that they do a meditation or ask a question or because you were talking about you're doing like writing where it just allowed spirit to write through you what would be the best right. practice for people to connect with their team so it's a great question it starts with an intention okay followed by the invitation So you want to set the intention. I am open to receive divine guidance. I am hoping to connect with my departed loved one. So set that intention. And and then we have free will. So we have to invite it in. And I always say to cover your bases, pray for only those in your highest and best good, because you don't want to let just anything in. You want to make sure it's in the alignment of love and light. And so um, journaling, you know, is a really great practice and you don't have to be a great writer to do it. You just unload your thoughts and feelings. You're like dumping it off your chest, right? And putting it into an intention where you can just like, that's how it started for me. I would just 
express my feelings through writing. And it was not pretty or formal at all. It was very messy. Um, but that evolved into me having a dialogue. And so you might think you're making it up, it up and you're crazy, but I promise you, you're not. There are always, always angels, if not many more, spirit guides and departed loved ones around. And they're available to help us. So I think it's really your intention. And then that invitation to give them permission because of that free will, and then let go. That's really where we have to get out of the way and just allow them to communicate back to us. And one more thing, that can evolve into signs, okay? So you were saying you get the chills. That means you're clairsentient, okay? One of your strong ways to receive guidance, it sounds like, is that, you know, getting the feelings or getting emotional. Um, we all receive guidance in different ways. Um, sometimes it's literally tangible signs that they will show us to confirm that they heard us and that they're with us. What I'm thinking, it, it actually, I love the absolutely set the intention. So you're, you're saying that I'm open to receive guidance and absolutely invite because they, they, once again, they won't assist without invitation. How do we know we are tapping into the highest vibration? Is there a certain calling or prayer or invocation that you use to make sure that we are inviting the right vibrations? Yes. So it doesn't need to be formal. You can, you know, make up your own prayer, but it needs to be focused on calling in the light. Okay. Calling in divinity. Um, so for me, I, I do two things. I mentally, before I work with clients, I silently say a prayer, um, invoking only the highest and best spirit energies, aligned with source energy, which is all love. And then I imagine a golden white light, a frequency that matches divinity and truth. And I imagine that golden light just spinning down into my crown chakra. And that's where I open the doorway. Okay. And that's where I let it in, but it, that it has to match that energy frequency. I will not work with dark energy and it works. I've been doing this for over 20 years. And um, in the beginning, I have to say, I was playing around with the Ouija board and I invited in some um, mischievous, darker energy, and I will never do that again. So again, if your intention is for it to be um, the highest and best good, it will be. That sounds a little bit spooky. I think uh, most of us would have played around with Ouija boards in our time. The yeah. other, so the other part, I love that and I love the description. And then so once we, when you say let go, you're just, are you, basically what we're doing is just being more conscious, surrendering, being silent, being present, allowing it to come through. Is that what you mean by letting go? I do. It means get out of your own way. It means surrendering your ego's will to God's will. Surrender my will to thy will. And that's where we just have to trust as long as we've protected ourselves and set the intention to only invite in that positive energy, then who comes through and what comes through will be exactly what we need in that moment. And it may not be what our mind thinks it's you know going to be or what it's going to look like. Um, so it's, that sounds like just a small, simple deal, but it's not, as you know, it's that mind can really get in the way. Sure does. Absolutely. And so Rebecca, do you ever get sometimes, uh, a spirit, uh, wanting to 
talk or give you information without the invitation? You know, in my readings occasionally, but generally speaking, they honor the request. And so occasionally I'll have a spirit come forward that that client does not want to connect with because there might be some um, unfinished business that, and they just don't want them. Um, and so that's where they'll come in with good intention. The spirit is always there to be helpful in healing and balance karma or to apologize, never hurtful, but still, you know, the client may not want it. And that's where I just pull my energy out of that spirit. And I, you know, refocus it to a spirit that they do want to connect with. So, Rebecca, in your 20-odd years of doing this, what has been your greatest lesson that you have learned thus far? Oh, that there's something so much bigger than us. You know, we all have this ego, myself included, and we can just truly separate and feel so alone. And and it's just so comforting. Every day I have the luxury of witnessing these connections that remind us on a deep soul level that we are part of that divine spark. We are all connected. We are not alone. And we don't have to wait until we leave the physical realm to experience heaven on earth. We can create that. So co-creating, it's reminding people that we came in as co-creators and we have a say, our future is not set in stone. Okay. But that does mean that we have to show up each day and do the work to create the life we hope for. Um, so it's that delicate balance between trusting there is this, you know, bigger source energy guiding us. We have that team available um, and calling on it and then showing up and choosing to show up in a place of love. Mm, I love that. And I love, I, there's a couple of things that have bubbled up for me. So one, I'd really love to unpack the ego because uh, sometimes people say, the ego is a good thing. It's what keeps us, you know, uh, separate or, you know, living on this, uh, this earth right now. Uh, some say ego is bad. Uh, so I'd like to unpack that. And then the next thing I'd love to, to unpack is when you said our future is not set in stone. So let's start mm. with ego first. What is ego? Ego is edging God out, E-G-O. Wayne Dyer um, introduced me to that idea and that's really stuck with me. So, are, are, okay, I, I do not, we're in the three-dimensional realm, and the three-dimensional realm is a world of duality. So, good, bad, right, wrong, black, white. So, it is very much of the ego to say the ego is good or bad, labeling, right? The soul doesn't do that. The spirit world is fifth-dimensional. It is unity consciousness. It's oneness. Um, and that's why we come into this world to experience duality, because a lot of times we learn through contrast or learn through opposites. When we know what we don't want, we know what we do want. So it is, um, so the ego is just is, it's just that it's a tool. And as long as we keep it in check, it can be a positive thing. We can use it for us to help us get through life and to show up with courage and confidence, right? The problem lies is when we start to think we are our ego, we are our body, we are our mind. We're not. And I know this for a fact because this is what I do every day. We are consciousness. We are love. We are light. And we have a body. We have a mind. But that's all going to go away one day when we transition from this world back to spirit. And so it's not being identified. So ego 
tends to define our worth by external things, where our soul defines it by internal. And it's what we just talked about, the light and love that we are. So that's ego. Do you want to move on? Yeah, and I'm just thinking when you talked about the third dimension compare in comparison to spirit in the fifth dimension, we've had a, a couple of people on the show just probably about three months ago that were talking about how we are moving into that fifth dimension. Yeah. Uh, and therefore there is no, I mean, ego will still exist because we'll be dancing between the third and the fifth dimension. So we'll be dancing between ego and spirit. But as a collective, we are ascending uh, to that fifth dimension. What are your thoughts about that? Yeah, 100% agree. I put out a few YouTube videos on this whole fifth dimensional um, awakening or ascension process. I just, my guides have shared it with me and I, I feel it. Um, so that's what I meant by when I said we can bring heaven to earth now. We do not need to wait until we transition um, to experience that. And so that is all about your vibrational frequency. You, those of us, and I have to assume those people tuning into this right now are um, either already living in fourth, fifth dimensional consciousness, or they're ready. Otherwise, they would not be drawn to this. They're matching this conversation, the frequency of it. And so um, we have the choice to stop being brought down by the darkness and the negativity and the fear of this earth world. And that those of us, again, who are light workers, we're feeling called um, to share this, these messages. We are here to lead by example. And so that means then making choices every single day that raise your vibration. And that goes back to being responsible and doing meditation and prayer, starting your day from the inside out um, so that you can hold that higher frequency of the fifth dimension. And when you do this, the, the gift is life becomes full of grace and ease and joy and not so much pain and struggle. So you speak about the fourth dimension. What is the fourth dimension? The fourth dimension is like the dream state, okay? It's the astral plane. So it's where we go at night when we dream. Some of us remember, some of us don't, but we all astral travel at times. Um, and so, you know, it's it's not the spirit world. It's like the astral plane, the waiting room between heaven and earth. Oh, I love the way that you call that a waiting room. It's uh, I've not ever heard of it that way. But some some people call the the fourth dimension the playground. Uh, oh, so every, I love that. Yeah, everyone has their own interpretation, but I, I love the waiting room. So the, to go back to what you were saying, our future is not set in stone. That brought about some curiosity because not that long ago, I was speaking to a Vedic astrologer. And in Vedic, uh, and this might be a little bit different, but I'm just curious if you link with what you were saying. They were saying that from the time of birth, they will know your time, the time that you will depart the earth. So they can actually, from an astrology, astrological point of view, they can des uh, give you a bit of a destiny, what, what your life is going to be like. The events, of course, is up to us how, you know, once we understand this is the influence in my life, what do I do with it? But they do have a starting point and an end point. What are your thoughts about that? I absolutely agree. Lately, the last couple of years, my guides have been um, 
encouraging me to do more work with soul contracts or it's like the blueprint for your soul's lifetime. And so this has been coming up quite a bit. So what happens is, is before we're born, we meet with our team and spirit, the council of elders, and we sit down and we map out the, it, the big lessons that we need to learn in this lifetime. And, um, and then we make a loose blueprint or script outlining what certain events need to unfold or people we need to meet to play out those contracts and learn those lessons. Um, but it's only a loose script because we have free will. So, you know, when I do readings, I always tell people this really comes down to a high probability that if they're if they're predicting something that's going to happen, whether an age you're going to die or something that's going to happen tomorrow, it's just a probability because we do have free will. So sometimes spirit brings that through to help us to get back on track and make different choices, which in turn will change the course of our destiny. Um, sometimes they're telling us just to prepare us, do nothing, but expect this and then let go, go with the flow. And if you do that, you'll move into your destiny naturally versus trying to control it, which we never want to do. Mm, it's interesting because when you say that too, it's a, I, I love the fact that we do have free will. When I was speaking to this lady, I said, who would want to know uh, when their time is up? And she said, you would be surprised how many people want to know because if they're working really, really hard and let's say they've only got another five to ten years, they will change their uh, their course of action. So they might not work as hard. They might invest more time with the family or on themselves or traveling or, and so forth. But what you're saying is that's a probability. It doesn't mean that. So we have got... I'm thinking of that movie, Sliding Doors. We have got a choice in this. We do. We do have a choice. And we can rewrite our contract. When we're in body, we might be looking up to our guides saying, what on earth was I thinking signing up for all this? I changed my mind. And that's where you can uh, rewrite your contract at any point. So you, uh, it's empowering. It takes you out of victim into that empowerment, knowing you, you, the soul, signed up for all of this. You are not a victim. And there are gifts, silver linings in every challenge and struggle you go through. Um, and it's intended for your own soul's growth. Um, but you can rewrite that script. And that's what I meant by when I was saying every day, show up and choose to you know, live your life. In fact, we should all try and live our life as if it is the last day. Um, you know, But that means you're living purposely, meaningfully, and, and being present. So I'm sure our listeners are curious just as much as I am. How do we rewrite our script? You know, that really comes down to, again, your choices and having a heart-to-heart with your, first and foremost, the divinity within you, right, that soul you, and then calling in your higher guides, your team and spirit, and it's intention. So you may quite literally sit down and map it out by writing it out, Um, but it's a feeling more than anything. It's the intention of, you know, this is too much and I need, um, to change the course of action. So it's putting it out there and then trusting you're being heard. And then the universe will conspire and show up and rework your life and move it in a different direction. Okay. Because this happens to me all the time. I'll, I'll stop and say, time out guides. This is not fun. I did not sign up for this. And even if I did, I changed my mind. And so (laughs) then immediately 
like a day later or a couple of days later, something shifts completely. It's a miracle. And that's just how it works. You always have a say. You have a say when you're going to leave this world, when you're going to die. Your soul chooses that. Not your mind, but your soul. You, that's where um, you can bypass exit points if you're not ready. Let's say you said, I'm going to leave this world at 52. And then 52 comes and you're not ready. You, you change your mind. You want more time. You can bypass it. That's where a near-death experience happens or a major wake-up call. Okay, but um, we most of us come in with multiple exit points because you want wiggle room to be able to, you know, do that dance of co-creation and and feel it out as you go. I've not ever heard of that. So when you're talking about bypassing our exit points and we all come in here with exit points, are they determined on what? I guess what time, you know, like if we look at our timeline, our lifeline, are they determined on what age or how does that work? It's different for every soul. So it's based on what needs to happen, not only for your own lessons and growth, but for the people around you and your soul group. So, you know, you may, what I call taking one for the team, you might um, pass away young, let's say as a young child, because you're really just here, you showed up to teach your parents or your siblings really profound lessons. And so, you know, 16 years old, let's say, you get in a car accident and you are showing up to teach the ones around you. You may take that exit point because you know from a higher, broader perspective, it will serve the greater good. It will serve the lesson. You may at that point have that car accident, get out of your body and meet with your counsel and and say, wait, time out. I need more time. I didn't fulfill what I needed to do with my mother or my brother. And so then you would come back in and stay for however much longer until that next exit point is up. So there's, it's truly not a one size fits all. It could be a day later. It could be 10 years later. I've done readings all over the board. Um, but you know, that's, That's just part of the agreement when you come into this world with these soul contracts. Oh, I love that. So you're saying that regardless, like as a soul, once we sign a contract, there's flexibility within our contract. Always, always, because you have free will. And, you know, the main thing is that it's okay. You can choose again. You, You know, it's like if you took on too much, then you can change that. I mean, down to the point, we have the free will to take our own life. Um, You know, so that's what spirit will refer to as kind of like dropping out of school. I realized I can't finish or don't have the energy within me to finish what I set out to do. So I'm going to drop out and go home and I'll pick up where I left off in spirit. I'll, I'll reincarnate and do it, you know, in a different way the next time. So, you know, that, that is between us and God solely. Mm. So, so people can come to you and, and say, Rebecca, I'd love to know what my soul contract is. And then you can tap into those Akashic records and give them uh, a bit of insight into what the contract is. You know, I'd like to think I have that control, but I don't. Um, what I do is I set intention when I work with someone for, for them to be for them to receive the information and guidance their soul and their mind is ready to receive. For most people, yes. Um, If they're coming to me, they're ready. And yes, we will be able to tap into those Akashic records through the spirit guides and download that information. But there are times I can't control it. 
it it's just they're not ready. I can't. Somebody will say, "When am I going to die? What's my exit point?" I can't see it. So if I can't see it, it means they're not ready, or we're not supposed to know. And so I just surrender and completely trust that. But yes, um, if somebody is coming to me nine times out of ten, we are able to get that information. And if they're asking the question, they're usually ready to receive the answer. Wow, that's pretty amazing. I'm so tempted to say, "Can you see my exit point?" But uh, I don't know if I'm ready to receive that information. But I'm curious. So, mm-hmm. Rebecca, for those people that want to come and see you, they can book a time with you and ask you the questions or if they have a, a, a question. But you also talked about doing it in a group session. How does that work? Yes. Um, so I've been doing the groups as long as I've been doing the private readings. And it's I do small groups of eight people. I've been doing them remotely over Zoom. So that's fantastic. It unlimits everybody. Um, they work just the same. In fact, better. People like it better. It's more intimate. Um, I do large groups. I have these large uh, 100 to 200 people. Um, you know, they're kind of like a webinar. It's interactive. I do readings um, and I do um, Q&A. People can ask questions. And then I do a small spirit talk. So it's kind of like um, the best of everything. And then I do um, private readings over the phone. So, you know, people can find all this information on my website, RebeccaRosen.com, social media, Medium, Rebecca Rosen, Um, but I'm always offering it. And, you know, I trust, I just put it out there. And when people feel drawn to it, that's their guidance, that someone or something bigger than themselves wants them to connect. And so I just say, you know, if you feel it, like you're being called to it, then honor that. And then you'll get the messages, whether it's direct in these small groups there, everybody gets a private reading, the large groups, a handful of people get the readings, but they're universal messages meant for all of us. And you walk away hearing or feeling exactly what you need. Mm, I was about to ask, like, how do you determine who the message is for? If you've got eight people, how do you yeah. know, I guess, I, how would you know if the message is for me or Bob or Tom or, you know what I mean? Like, exactly. or do you just allow it to come through and that's whoever connects with it? So it's a combination of both. I have gotten really good at surrendering. So I show up, I ask spirit to take over. I'll put out information. I have someone's mother who died today, 222. Um, I'm getting it was a form of cancer. And then usually one or two people say, I think that's me. And I'll, I'll say, what's with Winnie the Pooh? And the woman then holds up a card she's holding. Her mother gave her as a child and it has Winnie the Pooh on it. So spirit will use things to identify themselves to help me get to the right person. And then we do the download of bigger universal messages, maybe some more validation, maybe they're good with that. And then from there, they like pass the baton to the next spirit. So then I'll say, I have a Bob, is that for you? And she'll say, no, but then another person's hand goes up. Oh my gosh, Bob's my brother who died. So then we switch over. So the spirits take over. The most important thing for me, the medium, is to get out of the way. That is really cool. I think we're going to have to run one uh, with you on the show. With a, I'm sure a lot of people will reach out. That's a great idea. I love it. Love mm-hmm. it, love it. Is there anything specifically that you would like to uh, share um, when you're, I guess, connecting um, with your spirit uh, I know you were talking about the way that it happened for you. You were you found yourself praying and praying and praying, and that's how it all started. Um, are there specific prayers that one uh, must use 
I know you were talking about setting intentions and invoking, but when you when you were talking about prayer, is there anything specifically uh, that is your go-to place? You know, for me personally, um, it started in my beginning days with a, a prayer. I was raised Jewish, and my dad taught me when I was a little girl this prayer um, to say it's a one-line prayer, and so I would say that, and that was my connection to God and to protect myself and my the person I was working with. And I always did it silently because I never want to segregate or separate through, um, you know, what works for me. It may not work for somebody else. And so, um, but that I've no longer used that. And now it's just more coming from my heart. So what spirit has shared with so many people through my readings is that many paths, one truth, meaning it doesn't matter which path you take to find God, just as long as you find God or source or love, whatever you want to call it. And so for some people, it might be a strict religious, you know, way and saying religious prayers out of the Bible. For others, it may be more spiritual. So there's no right or wrong way. It does not have to be formal. It just has to be heart centered coming from your heart. Mm, I love that. And it's really, I think it's going to make it uh, easier for everyone to apply if it's more personal. And I agree with that. I respect that, keeping it silent as well. Because what works for you or I doesn't necessarily uh, work for others. Exactly. So, Rebecca, as we start wrapping up the show, we always love to ask our woman of inspiration, pick one word that best describes her personal brand. What would be that one word for you, my dearest? Mm. Empowerment. Mm, of course empowerment and the last question that we always love to ask is what would be three shiny golden nuggets that you would like to give to our listeners today and that could be like three practical exercises for our audience I love that so the first one I would say would be getting spiritually dressed for your day every day and the way I do that is I lay in bed for five minutes before I talk to anyone or open my eyes and I bubble wrap myself And what I mean by that is I put a protective golden white bubble around my entire body and aura. Um, So again, from the inside out, before you go and do your personal hygiene and get physically dressed, get spiritually dressed. And then the second thing would be, you can multitask and do this at the same time. You would invite your team and spirit in for the day. And I say, show me, show me, you're with me, show me next steps, show me divine guidance, show me signs. Show me is one of the most powerful prayers you can put out there. And then the third thing I would say is raise your vibration. Do things every day that keep your vibe high. And it's really simple. It's get out of your head, get into your heart. What lights you up? What makes you feel good? Um, That's the fastest way. And, you know, for some people, it's listening to music or working out or being with a good friend who always like, you know, recharges your battery. Whatever it is, do more of that. Um, and another way to raise your vibe is what we were talking about, that, that mantra, the divinity within me, if you recite it over and over and over, it literally shifts your frequency within moments. So to figure out what works for you and to make a commitment to a daily practice. Mm, Rebecca, I love all three and I love the whole, uh, getting spiritually dressed every day with golden white bubble wrap. That's really cool. I've never heard of that. So it's, I've heard about white lighting yourself, but not the bubble wrap, which is, uh, that, that was, I created that, um, in my first book spirited, um, that my guides told me to call it bubble wrapping. So that's why 
I love it because you know it's it's like when you receive a parcel, it's bubble wrap because it protects it. And I, I felt I felt like there was this real sponginess to it when you said that. So it was like I could bounce off wall and I'm still protected. It, absolutely, and any negative energy is being transmuted by your positive energy. So you put positive energy back out there. Yeah. I love that. And Rebecca, I know you mentioned your website. Where is the best place or the go-to place for Rebecca Rosen? It's RebeccaRosen.com. That has everything there. You know, I medium Rebecca Rosen on all social media. Um, So everything should be in those places. Mm. Rebecca, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show and sharing all your secrets, your wealth of wisdom and your time and energy. Thank you so, so very much. Oh, my pleasure. Likewise. Thank you. Thank you so very much for listening to today's episode. If you loved what you heard and this topic really resonated with you and you think it will help others, please share the show with your friends to help us make a difference. And if you want to be part of our mission to help empower the conscious people of this world to learn and grow, then the best way to help us achieve this goal is by giving us a good review on iTunes. Or please subscribe to the show. The more subscribers, the better the speakers for the show, which then means more value for you so that together we can help the world become a better place. Don't give it another thought. Hit that subscribe button and help people get their weekly lessons. And when you do, please be sure to let us know by sending us an email to collect your special gift where you have a choice from six guided meditations or an ebook to soothe your soul. Now, if you have any questions or special guests that you would like to hear from, please send us an email to support at katherineplano.com.au and we will get right back to you. You can also follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Catherine Plano. Until next week, please take care of yourself. Much love and gratitude. Thank you.